Chapter Thirty Nine of Joan Thursday by Louis Joseph Vance. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Perard. Shortly before seven o'clock that same morning, a limousine car pulled up quietly just short of the corner of Madison Avenue, and its occupant with a word on alighting to his driver addressed himself briskly to the door of the ground-floor flat he was a handsome well-dressed well-set-up and well-nourished animal of something more than middle age a fact which the pitilessly clear light of early morning betrayed discovering lines and hollows in his clean-shaven countenance which would ordinarily have escaped notice but he passed that time of life when he could suffer a sleepless night of anxiety without visibly paying for it his intention to announce himself by ringing the bell was promptly anticipated the door opening before his finger could touch the button he checked momentarily in obvious surprise then jauntily lifted his hat as he stepped hurriedly inside why my dear he addressed the woman who held the door up so early i haven't been to bed of course mr arlington joan informed him well he observed not without envy you don't look it i've been packing all night she returned of course i can't stay here after what's happened of course not he agreed sympathetically having closed the outside door she moved before him into a small drawing-room which adjoined the entry hall on the left and when he had followed shut its door with particular care sarah's still packing she explained turning to arlington well he hesitated looking her over with a doubtful eye but she was at least outwardly quite cool and collected her manner exhibiting no undue amount of anxiety still a certain amount of make-believe would seem no more than decent look here he said almost sharply you're feeling all right eh quite only tired as a dog and naturally i understand he interrupted but you'll be fit to go on to-night you think don't worry about that joan advised him decidedly i'm hoping to get a nap before evening but even if i don't i know the first duty of an actress is always to her public yes arlington agreed briefly avoiding her eyes still i must ask you to be prepared joan's figure stiffened slightly and her dark eyes widened dead she questioned in a low voice arlington nodded i'm sorry about half an hour after we got him home the girl sat down suddenly and buried her face in her hands oh she cried in a stifled voice how awful there arlington moved over and rested a hand familiarly on her shoulder brace up you'll forget all about this before long oh no never she moaned through her fingers but you will he insisted looking down at her with an odd expression to begin with i'm going to make it my business to see that you forget you must you can't do justice to your genius if you keep harping on this accident it wasn't your fault you know just as soon as i've arranged a few details by the way how's the cardrow woman asleep joan answered she hasn't made a bit of trouble since the doctor gave her that dope whatever it was 
good he'll be along presently with a nurse he can trust and by that time i'll have you out of the way i know just the place for you a little flat uptown on fifty-ninth street overlooking the park you'll be very quiet and comfortable there and near the theatre besides i'm glad of that i was thinking of course i'd have to go to some hotel and i didn't want to and quite natural you want to be alone until you feel yourself again i'll find you a good maid and make everything smooth for you you're not to fret about anything and if you're troubled you must come right to me you're awfully kind don't look at it that way please how can i ever thank you oh we'll talk that over some other time arlington removed his hand from her shoulder and went back to the table upon which he had deposited a bundle of newspapers there's no doubt of your success he pursued soothingly your notices are the finest i've seen in years i brought you the lot of them in case you care joan uncovered her face and looked up quickly oh do let me see them arlington placed the papers in her eager hands they're all folded with your reviews uppermost oh thank you ever so much but in the act of opening the bundle joan hesitated and let it fall into her lap there's nothing about she questioned fearfully no and won't be he promised besides these were already on the presses by the time it happened you needn't worry he resumed moving to a window and looking abstractedly out hands clasped behind him the affair will be kept perfectly quiet everybody's been seen and fixed except the cargo and the doctor has already given us a certificate of death under the knife operation for appendicitis imperatively required at an hour's notice by the way i don't suppose you know but marbridge didn't leave any papers or anything of that sort lying round here did he there was no answer he heard a paper rustle and looking round saw the girl with her attention all absorbed by one of her notices well he said after a moment i'll go and have a talk with that maid sarah all right she returned abstractedly you're all ready to leave when i've fixed things up with her yes she returned without looking up he hesitated a moment by the door remarking the flush of colour that was deepening in her cheeks then with a mystified shake of his head he left the room very quietly she remained alone for upwards of half an hour in the course of which time she read all the reviews once and some of the more enthusiastic twice then carefully folding the papers she put them aside and sat thinking she thought for a long time without moving her eyes shining as they looked ahead out of the stupid and sordid turmoil of yesterday into the golden promise of to-morrow she thought by no means clearly with a brain confused by praise and sodden with fatigue but above the welter of her thoughts a single tremendous fact stood out solid and unshakable like a mountain towering about cloud-rack she was a success End of chapter thirty nine. End of Joan Thursday by Lewis Joseph Vance.